This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. We can't miss a second of time here. We all know now about the Kansas City shooting, the Super Bowl celebration. But we don't have any new news in the last two or three hours. One person, unfortunately, was murdered. Ten wounded, perhaps 15 And there's supposed to be a news conference during the course of this broadcast. And when there is, we'll take it. But as of now, we don't simply know anymore, despite all the reporting. So we will keep an eye on this. We will inform you when we have more. And we will take the news conference, should they have one, during the course of this program. That's number one. Number two. Looks like our friend Vladimir Putin, the leaking is is uh, building technology to put nuclear weapons in space. In space, nuclearized space. This is why we can't have useful idiots all over the place telling us Putin's okay, that we are the imperialists, we are the colonialists, we America firsters are really America lasters who are provoking this guy and so forth and so on. He is in many ways very evil and a madman. He assassinates his opponents, whether they're journalists, whether they're in business, whether they're in politics. He's a KGB guy. He learned from the history of Stalin and Brezhnev and the others. That's who he is. So I just want to point that out. I don't like being proven right, especially on this kind of thing. But I don't have to be proven right. He is what he is. And so that's why... To have a knee-jerk reaction on Ukraine is wrong. 
to say that the money hasn't been spent properly or there hasn't been oversight, that's true. To say that the wrong weapon systems have been spent or they sent or they've been sent late, that's true. But folks, you need to understand, and I tried to explain it, 90% or so of the money that's put aside for an Israel or Taiwan or Ukraine or any ally doesn't leave the country. It simply doesn't leave the country. It's used to build armaments with American citizens and American industry here in the United States. It's put on an account. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean you're blind to it. But I just want to point this out because it's important. And while Russia and Putin are doing what they're doing, Iran is an eye blinker two away from having a nuclear weapon, too. And I want you to keep something in mind. When Trump was president, Iran was close to destruction. The way Reagan destroyed the Soviet Union, Trump was destroying Iran. Destroying it. Iran now is all muscled up. It's got its weapons, and it is close to finish on its nuclear development, which it's been working on. But it's rushing it now because Biden is the president. And Israel's busy. And Biden views Israel now as the enemy. I'll get to that later in the show. But I want to talk about something that's very, very important. As well as all these other issues that are very, very important. We keep hearing people like Jamie Raskin go to the microphone because the press wants him to go to the microphone. He is basically an irrelevant member of the House who's pushed into these impeachment you know, cases because he's a Marxist who taught the Constitution. His father was a Marxist. He's a good hitman. And so they embrace him like they embrace Bernie Sanders and AOC and the others. The Marxists slash, in some cases, Islamists, and they put him out there. You are being lied to about impeachment. You're being lied to. And others are just too incompetent and inept to know about it. The three people who have voted against the Republicans impeaching Mayorkas have no idea what they're talking about. The people on TV, the Democrats, who say that this is an impeachable offense and it leads to terrible, terrible precedent, they're lying whether they know what they're saying or not. And, of course, the media give them a platform. We do this show a little differently. I don't take your intelligence for granted. You're smart. I don't care if you went to high school, if you graduated from high school, you went to community college, you went to four-year college, you became a lawyer, you're a PhD, you went to a poison ivy school. It doesn't matter. Most of what I learned, I learned on my own. Rush went to college for one semester and said it's not for him. Certainly one of the smartest people I've ever known. So none of that matters. If you are an independent thinker and you want to understand how things work or supposed to work and so forth, that's good enough. In all these impeachments and all the discussions about impeachment, the greatest authority on impeachment in relatively modern times, who wrote the most important book on impeachment, period, was Raoul Berger. 
He was a Yale professor. He wasn't a lawyer. Fairly liberal, very good friend with Bob Bork. But he called him as he saw them. And he did the most extensive, comprehensive, detailed analysis of impeachment in its history ever. Ever. And he did it some time ago. I remember reading this as a kid, 1973, when all the Nixon stuff was going on. I have the same book in my hands right now. I dusted it off. It's called Impeachment, the Constitutional Problems by Raul Berger. And I want to read some of this to you. I think we can take an early break now, can't we, Mr. Producer? Then I want to race back here and get started with this. I think you're going to find this very, very fascinating. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Impeachment. You're hearing that what happened to Mayorkas was inappropriate. It's policy. It's a bad precedent. It opens Pandora's box. Not if you understand the history of impeachment. It doesn't do that at all. So try and follow with me. You don't have to understand every word, every name, every historical figure, but you'll get the sense. And this is from Rollo Berger. Wow, 50 years ago now. At the time when the phrase high crimes and misdemeanors is first met in the proceedings against the Earl of Suffolk in 1386 in Britain, there was in fact no such crime as a misdemeanor. Lesser crimes were prosecuted as trespasses well into the 16th century, and only then were trespasses supplanted by misdemeanors as a category of ordinary crimes. As trespasses itself suggests, misdemeanors derive from torts or privilege wrongs, and Fitzjames Stevens stated in 1863 that prosecutions for misdemeanor are to the crown what actions for wrongs are to private persons. In other words, it's a criminal offense. In addition, therefore, to the gap of 150 years that separates misdemeanors from high crimes, high crimes having a different meaning, different meaning altogether, uh, there is sharp functional division between the two terms. High crimes and misdemeanors were a category, ready, of political crimes against the state. 
In other words, as I've been saying over and over, they are offenses against the body politic. Whereas misdemeanors describe criminal sanctions for private wrongs. An intuitive sense of the difference is exhibited in the development of English law. For though misdemeanor entered into the ordinary criminal law, it did not become the criterion of high misdemeanors in the parliamentary law of impeachment. So they didn't say misdemeanor and say, okay, now if you really commit a bad offense, a high misdemeanor, no. Nor did either high crimes or high misdemeanors find their way into the general criminal law of England. The point is, certainly you can be impeached for committing a crime or, or being alleged to, but that's not what impeachment is for. As late as 1757, Blackstone could say that the first and principal high misdemeanor is the maladministration of such high officers, as are in the public trust. Now, you might recall in the constitutional debates, George Mason suggested maladministration. Madison said that's too broad, and they voted it down. Actually, Mason withdrew it. So in some high crimes and misdemeanors appear to be words of art confined to impeachments without roots in the ordinary criminal law and which so far as I could discover writes the professor had no relation to whether an indictment would lie in the particular circumstances it is a special offense ladies and gentlemen offense or offenses against the body politic against the culture against society because you hold a public trust in these positions so they weren't trying to give Congress the power to criminally indict somebody. They were giving Congress the power to remove somebody. Mr. Producer, is this press conference on now? Let's go to it, please. Families, a number of people who were in or near Union Station. So many people have been touched by this incident, and we recognize that. We also pray not only for the victims, including the decedent that was discussed earlier and their family, but also the victims of the shootings right now, who we hope are recovering inside our hospitals. We'll continue to give you updated information. At this point, we've talked to our federal partners. We have also talked to the Kansas City Chiefs. We will be talking to the National Football League and others. More so just to hear that all are safe who are with those institutions. And we continue to hope that all of those who are impacted are safe. To the extent you have information about suspects or others, we do encourage you to call the police. Uh, however, if for whatever other reasons you have information about the incident, we, built, we will be looking to share that through different methods. So if you have information about the incident, suspects and others, please call the police. If you're looking for other information, we'll try to continue to give you regular updates. I'll say this final thing and then we'll come back for questions at the end. Uh, today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago, who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans, those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I continue to commend our police officers, our firefighters and others who were there to respond instantly. But we also need to figure out a way to make sure that things like this stop happening in our country. With that, I turn it over to the chief of police, Stacey Graves. Thank you. I just want to echo um, the mayor's thoughts and his prayers. Can you please and give us some facts? What the hell to, took place today? Uh, acknowledge that not only the, the victims who were actually 
hit by gunfire, but there are a lot more people who are going to be forever impacted by, by what happened here today. Um, you know, as, as people were running, you know, a lot of us law enforcement who were, who were running towards the danger um, also guided those who were in, um, in fear of their lives. And that's something to be said of, of how impactful today's event truly was. Um, again, we have confirmed there is uh, one deceased person. Our gunshot wound total has went up to 22 and Chief Grundison will provide a little bit more context to that. Wow. Um, right now we're still working on a, a, the, a total of number of victims. This is still an active investigation. Um, I do want to comment on the question that I got earlier about a video of um, some fans tackling someone. We do have three persons detained and under investigation for today's incident. We are working to determine if one of the three are, are the one that was in that video uh, where, where fans assisted police. Um, our investigators are working with all of the surviving victims to connect them with loved ones. We are also working to identify our deceased victim so we can notify their family as soon as possible. We are also in the process of staffing a centralized phone number. The centralized phone number will be for those who are victims, witnesses, and if anyone has video or any information about what led up to what happened here today. Um, again, we are continuously receiving information uh, minute by minute, which is part of the delay of us coming down here. But um, I do want to pass this on to uh, Chief Grundison to give a little bit more context to some of the, uh, the status of our victims. Just want to say that uh, all of KCFD's thoughts and prayers are with those uh, families that were affected by this tragedy today. And uh, while we were not expecting it, we were ready and prepared for an event such like this. Our uh, KCFD units along with our mutual aid partners that were working to assist us at this event touched a total of 22 gunshot victims one of those was a fatality um, we had eight what we considered immediately life-threatening patients we had seven with uh, life-threatening injuries and we had six that were at minor injuries of the most serious the immediately life-threatening injuries we had eight of those those were all transported and off the scene and route to hospitals within 10 minutes um, so we felt the response was certainly adequate and appropriate, and I commend all our staff working there today, along with PD, that did an excellent job under difficult circumstances. Um, we transported three different hospitals. We transported Children's Mercy, um, Truman Medical, and also... We're going to have to break. I think the new information is the number of casualties, which is enormous. One dead for sure, 22 injured. That's a lot. We'll be right back. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. 
They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. You've heard of Lady Liberty? Well, this is Mr. Liberty. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. So the, the, the key point here, ladies and gentlemen, so we learned there may be three shooters and 22 injured, one dead. That's all we know right now. As soon as we know something else, I promise I'll be the first one to tell you. We're monitoring this very, very carefully. That's what we know right now. There's a lot of questions being asked and a lot of answers that are not being provided and not known. So I'm just, there's no point in playing that. But we are monitoring it. So high crimes and misdemeanors is not based on criminal law. That phrase is an art confined to impeachments in our country. Without roots in the ordinary criminal law, as Raul Berger wrote, in which, he said, as far as I could discover, had no relation to whether an indictment would, be, would lie in the particular circumstances. And uh, he says there's collateral evidence to this point. Impeachments are framed to execute the law where it is not easily discovered in the ordinary course of jurisdiction by reason of the peculiar quality of the alleged crimes. So what does that mean? What, what means peculiar? It's a quality to these crimes, in fact, that are not encompassed by criminal statutes or, for that matter, by the common law cases. Again, these are offenses, offenses against society. Now, he goes on to say, look, that doesn't mean you willy-nilly impeach people. You don't willy-nilly impeach people. You need real cases because this can be abused. In the United States, the problem is further complicated by the doctrine that there is no federal common law of crime, so that to constitute a high crime or misdemeanor, it has to be maintained. There must be a statute which creates an indictable crime. He says that's not the case. The framers were content to look to the common law for a definition of bribery. So, too, when the convention adopted Mason's substitute of high crimes and misdemeanors for the vague maladministration he had at first suggested, the framers inferably had the English cases in mind as giving content to the phrase of high crimes and misdemeanors, not general maladministration, not policy disputes, which is why the Democrats go there and pretend that this is a policy dispute. Simply not true. So he says here, if high crimes and misdemeanors had an ascertainable content at the time of the Constitution was adopted, that content furnishes the boundaries of the power. It is no more open to Congress to stray beyond those boundaries than it is to include in the companion word bribery an offense such as robbery. In other words, Congress has a responsibility to conduct itself with, with uh, prudence. The design of the framers to confer limited power is confirmed by the rejection of removal by address, which knew no limits. That is maladministration. Even so, some uneasiness apparently was 
excited by the breadth of the power, for there were repeated assurances that impeachment was meant only for great injuries, great misdemeanors. James Iredell, later a Supreme Court justice, told the North Carolina Convention that the occasion for its exercise, that is impeachment, will arise from acts of great injury to the community. Got it? Impeachment, said Governor Johnston at, at that convention, is a mode of trial pointed out for great misdemeanors against the public. From James Wilson, who was a delegate, a very uh, important one from Pennsylvania, his expression of hope in the Pennsylvania Convention that impeachments will seldom happen, it is inferable that he too was concerned only with serious misconduct. So do we have serious misconduct? But Mr. Mayorkas, look around you. Impeachment was placed in the Constitution exactly for this purpose. Exactly for the purpose that it's been used. And no other purpose. Like the illegitimate impeachments of Trump. They didn't even have an investigation on the second impeachment. He was already gone. Here's Article 2, Section 4, the impeachment clause. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. It doesn't say except cabinet secretaries. Obviously, it includes them. Now, this impeachment resolution, which almost nobody has read, certainly hasn't been presented in the mass media on any platform. They don't talk about policy. They don't talk about maladministration. Here's an example. Number one, Mayorkas willfully refused to comply with the detention mandate set forth in section, and they set the law, requiring that all applicants for admission who are not clearly and beyond doubt entitled to admit it shall be detained and set into removal proceedings. Instead of complying with this requirement, Mayorkas implemented a catch and release scheme where aliens are unlawfully released, even without evidence, excuse me, effective mechanism to assure appearances before the immigration courts. Mayorkas willfully refused to comply with the detention mandate set forth, uh, requiring aliens be placed into expedited removal proceedings and determined to have credible fear of persecution uh, and determined to have a, a credible fear of persecution shall be detained for further you know, investigation of the application for asylum. Instead of complying with this requirement, he implemented a catch-and-release scheme. Such aliens are unlawfully released, even without effective mechanisms. So you can see he's violating the law left and right. And you see the consequences to society. Even they admit, even he confesses now it's out of control. The death. Now we have Venezuela gangs joining MS-13 gangs in New York City. And meanwhile, New York votes for a Democrat yesterday. It's, just, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's like a suicide pact. And so this goes on. He willfully refused to comply with the detention set forth in another section of federal law. Uh, he willfully refused to comply with the detention mandate set forth in a third section of federal law. In a fourth second section of federal law. He willfully exceeded his parole authority set forth in another law. It, it permits parole to be only as a case-by-case -case basis. But that's not what they're doing. They have released people under parole en masse. En masse. He exceeded his authority, and he goes on about violating the law, exceeding his authority, the consequences to the nation. 
That is exactly what the framers had in mind. That's exactly what the impeachment clause is there. That's exactly what high crimes and misdemeanors are about. This isn't a policy dispute. You don't have the right to violate federal law. Whether you're a cabinet secretary or president, you don't have the right. You're an officer of the United States. That's what it says. High crimes and misdemeanors. Crimes, if you will. Against the public, against the society, against the, the interests of the United States. Not a disagreement over policy. This isn't a dispute over whether this law or regulation applies or not. He's willfully abandoning them, undermining them, usurping them. And the consequences are evident everywhere. So we have these three guys, these Republicans, they all pretend to be constitutionalists. They all pretend that this is an insult. They all pretend there's no basis for impeachment. This is exactly the basis for impeachment. That's why I've been arguing for it for two and a half months. Actually, since September. So when you have Jamie Raskin, it was truly an evil Slime ball. And you have others saying this sets a horrible precedent. These are the same people in the Democrat Party, at least, and in the White House, not these three, but the others, who literally hate the Constitution. I want you to keep that in mind. And now they're telling us about impeachment when they used it against Trump on a phone call. Well, what he did in that phone call was unbelievable. He's pressuring the president of Ukraine. President of Ukraine said there was no pressure. Trump was so confident he ordered the release of his transcript. Biden never does that because he'd be hearing he have his own collection of mumblers himself. The second impeachment was even a bigger disgrace. They impeached him for insurrection. But he didn't lead an insurrection under any notion of insurrection and they didn't have a hearing they didn't take testimony no texts no documents no interviews no nothing that's not the way impeachment's supposed to work and then we have republicans in the senate saying now this is bad we shouldn't be doing this the house is wasting time wasting time so i guess the constitutional convention the framers of the constitution wasted time they spent an enormous amount of time matter of fact they spent more time on two things one the executive. They didn't know exactly what to create, whether power should be shared, what that president should look like. They just fought a war against the monarchy. So they came up with the executive branch, the presidency. The second most debated issue was impeachment. Impeachment. They did not want Congress to have the ability to blackmail a president. They said that too. How do I know? I read it. In the notes of the convention by Madison, they didn't want Congress to have the power to put a president out of business, basically make him report to them. But this is not that. Nobody's asking my to report to Congress. They're asking him to follow the law. If you don't like the law, try and change it. They tried and they failed. They tried all this stuff. It failed. Congress said no. So we get executive order after executive order. Of course, Biden should be impeached. But that doesn't give immunity. These are mutually exclusive to a cabinet secretary who lies to Congress, lies to the American people, is violating federal law, usurping federal regulations, the consequences of which are horrendous 
for the public interest. Horrendous for society. This is an open and shut case of high crimes. It's not even close. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Anybody in the media, you're welcome to read a book called Impeachment, the Constitutional Problems by Rollo Berger. You may actually educate yourselves and know more than most people, but the media is not involved in educating themselves or anybody else. They're involved in pressing an agenda. It's an Islamist, Marxist, hate America, hate Israel agenda. That's what it is. They are corrupt through and through. They're causing people to die. They're causing people to have blood on their hands. They're causing people to be raped and threatened. Look at the border. How long the media ignored our own border, where slavery has broken out, where people are being raped and tortured, where children are being sold into pornography, where women are being used as sex slaves. They don't go down there. They don't give a damn. Democrat Party doesn't give a damn. They have this fig, this fig leaf, this bipartisan legislation which enshrines it all. They make some claim that if you only vote for this, vote for what? You vote for crap? All of a sudden, the people that blew up the border are going to put it back together again? No, they just want this legislation to lie to you. And they have their media hypocrites who will do exactly that. And they're lying to you about impeachment. This is precisely what the impeachment clause is about. Precisely. This impeachment, these articles... They don't say anything about policy. They don't say anything about politics. It's like a, a brief, an impeachment brief. And it goes point after point after point about how Mayorkas has violated federal law. About how Mayorkas has done so knowingly and intentionally. And how Mayorkas has lied about it, both to Congress and the American people, and the horrendous consequences of it, As a result, I dare say that the framers of the Constitution, the ratifiers in the state conventions, saw this with Mayorkas, they would have done exactly the same thing. Even as a base point, the purpose of immigration is not to help the immigrant. 
unless it is a clear situation of live or die. Not horrible circumstances and so forth. We've had 5 billion people come across the border. The purpose of immigration is and has always been to improve American society. Whether it's building the railroads, bridges, picking fruit, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. And I use that because those are the liberal, you know, fortune cookie lines all the time. But you get my point. It's not, oh, my goodness, these people need help, help, help. A lot of people need help. So why have borders at all? Exactly. That's what's taking place. Again, I'm not talking about life and death, people trying to escape certain extermination or something. We're not talking about that. And then the rubber stamp, asylum. Asylum, 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 as they go through. And this bill would have hired more people in order to give them more rubber stamps. It had nothing to do with securing the border, ever. But these people lie. They argue about things that are not true. In the impeachment clause, in the history of the impeachment clause, whether it was even in the 1300s, the 1500s, in the 1700s, in Britain and so forth, our framers borrowed from them, debated and debated and debated, and those words have meaning. I've actually heard legal analysts say high crimes and misdemeanors is whatever Congress says. That's not correct. That's why Pandora's box is not supposed to be open. And Raul Berger makes the point in his book that they were very careful about impeachment. In fact, they kept warning each other, this can't be a blank slate. So when they went after Trump on two impeachments, they created a blank slate. Let's get them on Russia, Russia, Russia. And then all of a sudden, we mean Ukraine. And same with the second one. He wasn't even in office. It doesn't matter. What's before us right now is a black and white case. So those who voted to impeach Mayorkas, I want to congratulate you. You are the real constitutionalists. You know the media, the Democrat Party, and every now and then you have these strange ones in the Republican Party, depending on the issue. It's maybe one knucklehead or another. What you did is compelled by your oath of office and compelled by the Constitution of the United States. So I want to congratulate you. Jamie Raskin is the anti-Constitution. Lots more when we return. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'm going to read this to you. Um, GOP warning of national security threat is about Russia wanting nuclear weapons in space, say sources. This is ABC News. Now, a lot of people have, on Capitol Hill, they've run to this skiff to read what's going on. 
A couple of them are fairly liberal Democrats. I don't mean the Marxists, but fairly liberal. And I saw one come out and say, this is very, very serious. I think we need to send Tucker in there to read it so he can, he can tell us what to think on this. Don't you, Mr. Producer? I'm sorry, folks. The idea that Putin is a friend of ours, the idea that Putin would ever, uh, ever do anything to build a friendship or alliance with the United States is simply ridiculous. I, I just don't know what's happened to some people. Maybe some of you, for all I know. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's not just frustrating. It's, it's some cases, it's depressing. I mean, you can argue over money, how much money, how it should be handled. I agree with that 100%. Whether there should be offsets, whether there should be loans. That's all legitimate. That is all legitimate. But cutting off Ukraine means Ukraine loses. Tens of thousands or more people will be slaughtered. The Russians are brutal with their POWs and women and so forth. That's their history. World War II and beyond. And then there they are, sitting right on the edge of the border with NATO countries. And that's where you're going to have World War III, right there. So the whole thing is asinine. Now, the problem is we have Joe Biden as president. Joe Biden is commander-in-chief for Hamas. He's commander-in-chief for Red China. And more and more, he's commander-in-chief for Russia. Even though he wants more money for Ukraine, he doesn't want to spend it the right way. He hasn't. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. Here's another article. This is what I have to do. This is another article from Reuters. I'm not done with the first one, but they relate. President Joe Biden wants an 18% cut in the number of F-35 jets the Pentagon buys next year after Congress's cap on the size of the upcoming defense budget compelled the administration to find savings. Two sources familiar with the situation said that is bullcrap. This guy has spent trillions that we don't have on everything and anything. The mistake here is we should call F-35 jets climate change jets, then everybody will support them. So the number of stealth jet fighters, that's what an F-35 is, will go below 70 rather than 83. Because he wants to cut a whopping $1.6 billion on the jets in our budget. $1.6 billion. These guys piss away $1.6 billion every hour. There's no prior prioritizing here. This is why I try and tell some of the boneheads in the Republican Party. We need these jets. 70 jets. The drop in F-35 orders could impact the big defense contractors. I don't care about that, Reuters. I don't see any cuts here in the massive welfare system. I don't see any cuts here in electric vehicle subsidies. I see cuts in the student loan program. That's a massive redistribution of wealth to people who are wealthier than the people who are subsidizing them. 
So you have interest on the debt going through the roof and the defense budget flattening out. So where's all the money going? For the economic socialism that these people are pushing and destroying our country with. Pentagon's share of the national defense budget expected to be $850 billion. The $30 billion reduction will hit other programs as well. Within the Defense Department, $2 billion earmarked for missile defenses for Guam. Do you know why we need missile defenses for Guam? Because Guam is an American territory sitting out there in the middle of the Pacific. It's a crucial, crucial uh, territory for us. And they need missiles, not just to defend Guam, but it's the first line of defense for the United States generally. So we'll cut there. Now it's there to deter China in the Pacific. So why would they cut there? Why would they cut there? Other programs they might reduce? Upgrades to the Homeland Missile Defense System in Alaska, known as ground-based interceptors. Well, why do we need those? Well, what country's near Alaska, Mr. Producer? Russia! I swear to you folks, this guy Biden, he is the Manchurian president. He is there to dismantle this country, and he's doing it for money. That's what his family is. And then he's surrounded by Obama sycophants. By the way, Obama hasn't taken an oath of poverty. The Obamas are worth like half a billion dollars. Marxism pays. This is incredible. So uh, they're just going to be slashing the hell out of the defense budget in areas that are absolutely crucial to us. Putin's on the move. Look what Trump did. He's no isolationist. He created the Space Force. Because he saw what China and Russia were doing in space. Do you know he was resisted? It was rejected? It was opposed in the Defense Department bureaucracy? He did it anyway. Gets no credit for it whatsoever. Very, very important. We need a space force. That's focused simply on what's going on out there and how to deal with it. But Biden... GOP warning of national security threat is about Russia wanting nuclear weapons in space. Do you notice how this is not a priority? With Biden? You, know what, you know what the Biden administration said in response to this? You have the chairman of the Intelligence Committee saying, we need to release this information to the press and the American people. They must know what's taking place here. We must alert the body politic. This is a grave threat to the United States. Nuclear weapons in space? We can't stop them. This will change everything. Everything. And of course, we're not even considering doing something like this. You know what the Biden administration, the president is aware of this. Excuse me? The president's aware of it. That's it. That's it. So the Republicans are demanding a sit down with the president, demanding that they agree to release this information so the American people know what's going on. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Putin is the enemy. One of many. He views you as the enemy. He views you, the American people, as the enemy. 
period. Two sources familiar with the deliberations on Capitol Hill said the intelligence has to do with Russia wanting to put a nuclear weapon into space. This would not be to drop a nuclear weapon on Earth, but rather to possibly use against satellites. Well, why wouldn't it be? If you have the technology to hit satellites in space with space weapons, you're going to have the technology to hit Washington, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and every place in between and around. That'll be low-hanging fruit. Very concerning and very sensitive, said one source, calling it a big deal. They want to alert the American people, quote, the seriousness without stoking public alarm. Does Biden seem alarmed at anything? Now, here's the next big story that's not being reported. Iran's getting a nuclear weapon. Can you imagine? Russia has nukes. In outer space? And Iran will have nukes? All on Biden's watch. All on Biden's watch. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Well, well, well. Jamie Raskin on the Morning Schmo Show. You know, Joe... You've got no, you're selling your soul, brother. You're selling your soul. Here's Hakeem Jeffries. Listen to this guy, cut six, go. Well, Governor Abbott is an embarrassment and a human trafficker. So stop right there. This guy's such a lowlife. His family's filled with lowlifes like his uncle. Hakeem Jeffries, Governor Abbott, is an embarrassment and a human trafficker? Does it get any sicker than this? And people go to the polls and they vote for a Democrat yesterday? Who supports all this? You know, if people are going to vote for tyranny, they're going to get tyranny. If people are going to vote for psychopaths, they're going to get psychopaths. That's the way it is. And of course, Mozzie is attacked. 
Because she said something stupid. She did. She said, if Trump's convicted of something, I don't know if I could support him. Well, that's stupid. Who are you going to support? And of course, he lashes out against her. That's the way it works. But it didn't matter. That all happened after the fact. That all happened after the fact. Here's Hakeem Jeffries calling Greg Abbott, who frankly is a fantastic governor. An embarrassment and a human trafficker. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Well, Governor Abbott is an embarrassment and a human trafficker. But besides uh, his political gamesmanship, I do okay, think... So political gamesmanship? The guy's trying to save his state. He's trying to protect the United States of America. Greg Abbott has done more to try and protect all of your communities, all of your streets, all of your parks, all of your soccer fields, all of your small businesses, all your tourism trade than Joe Biden has ever done. So you see, Mallorca shouldn't be impeached, even though he should be impeached. And Greg Abbott is a human trafficker. And this punk, this buffoon, this clown show, is Speaker in the House waiting. Speaker in the House waiting. I mean, they ought to give him some show on MSLSD or CNN. Or maybe on the Daily Show with Leibowitz. But he's the leader of the Democrats? That's him? Jamie Raskin. All over the media. He's a media whore. And the media love whoring him. Just as they do Adam Kingsinger. Where is Dizzy Lizzie Cheney these days? Didn't she have a book, Mr. Producer? By the way, Chris Christie's book, Dead as a Doorknob. If anybody had asked me, I would have told them. Don't waste your money. You're killing all these trees for nothing. Don't waste your money. But what do I know? The number one conservative author in America. What do I know? Here's Jamie Raskin, and I will cut him off. Cut five, go. Well, the shrinking minority of, you could call them Mitt Romney or Liz Cheney, Adam Kinziger, Republicans, um, are distraught. So, so why is this guy on TV to talk about Republicans? Why do we need a Marxist Democrat who's destroying our country to talk about us? Of course he embraces. He embraces who? He embraces the Quislings in the Republican Party who undermine the conservatives. So there's no reason to have him on TV. So if you're a really serious news platform, I'm not talking about an opinion show, news platform. And by the way, I have no idea what the morning schmo is. That whole operation there. No idea. You don't bring a slug like this on with his predictable comments and everything. He'll take the same set of facts if they apply to Trump, impeachment, criminality, dictator. If they apply to Biden, freedom fighter, statesman, Mahatma Gandhi. So why do you put a swine like that on? I'm serious. He's not even consistent in his stupidity and his animus. 
There's more. It's Valentine's. Many of you are in your cars, going on dates, husband and wife, partners, whatever. I want you to have a good time. I hope you have a good time. Um, <laughs> make sure you bring your radio, old school, with you. Put your earplugs in while you're sitting there across the person you love. Wouldn't you do that, Mr. Reducer? Listen to the show. Bang your fist on the table as necessary to get, get it out of your system. Please don't overdrink and drive. You know, I don't want to be responsible for any of that. Our friend, uh, I call her Lauren the dog trainer. She's fantastic. So she texts my wife and me. I'm going on a date with my husband, you know, Valentine's. <laughs> and then I'm having to hear about this. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. But it's actually worse, I hate to tell you. So if you're the Biden administration, and people are coming across the border, and they're coming across the border at will, and you have a place like Dearbornistan, which is, as was written in the Wall Street Journal, ground zero for jihad in America, there's simply no question about that. If you listen to the imams, you listen to the mayor, you listen to the police chief, they're all there on the internet. You don't have to trust me. Listen to it. I've challenged all the so-called media out there. Play it. Play the videos. Show the American people what's going on in Debornistan. Show them. Show them. But they won't. They won't show us. So you got to go look yourself. And anybody who dares to bring it up, of course, is trashed. Why? We don't attack all Arabs and Muslims here. As, as the old saying goes, I have many friends who are both. But they're not Islamists. And the media doesn't make a distinction between the two. And they never will. And they never will. I do. I'll be right back. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We still don't have any more information out of Kansas City that we had about an hour ago. Three suspects, they believe... And 22 people were shot, they said. 22 people. One died. That's all. I mean, you're just shooting around, man. Hope they have the death penalty there. 
Now, I want to ask you a question. What would your first response be after October 7th in Israel? Have you seen how Biden has changed completely? He issues an executive order that gives 45 days for Israel to basically defend itself against potential allegations of war crimes. And there's a report today that the State Department's been working on this for weeks to accuse Israel of war crimes, killing innocent citizens. You know, one of the 87% who supports Hamas over there. Now, they haven't done this to any other country. Have they done this to Jordan? Which is known for killing Palestinians. Have they done it to Sisi in Egypt? How about Abbas? How about the inbred in Saudi Arabia? How about the inbred in uh, Qatar? Have they done it to them? How about the Islamo-Nazi in Turkey? How about their buddies in Iran and Tehran, who they're funding by the tune of $100 billion? Iran wasn't involved on October 7th. They killed three of our American soldiers, and Iran is in touch. They don't give them 45 days to do a damn thing. They could care less. I mean, I guess Hamas would say, of course we're committing war crimes. I mean, after all, the river to the sea, that's our territory. We can rape, pillage, massacre. We can do whatever we want. Debauchery? Sure. And the West will forget all about it. And we, of course, control the likes of CNN and the New York Times and the rest. And we'll get our way. And, of course, they do. And Biden is scared to death. He's now behind in Michigan, Mr. Producer. The latest poll shows him behind in Michigan, and this is what it's all about. Dearbornistan. And towns like it. Because he sees the votes in places like New York where the Democrats win no matter what. So he figures, look. Democrats, well, they're like cattle going to the slaughterhouse. They, they don't care. Same with self-haters, self-hating Jews, secularists, atheists, pro-abortion Catholic. They don't care. They vote Democrat. What's the problem? I mean, Trump's Hitler after all. But listen to this. Listen to this. Reuters calls it breaking news, and of course they cite the New York Slimes because, well, it's the New York Slimes. U.S. President Joe Biden is using executive authority. Oh, I believe in democracy. Ready? To shield thousands of Palestinians in the United States from deportation for the next 18 months, the New York Times reports, citing a memo. Some 6,000 Palestinians are eligible for the reprieve under an immigration program called Deferred Enforced Departure. In other words, they're supposed to scram. And Biden's saying, not on my watch. I'm issuing an executive order. They get to stay for the next 18 months. Biden cited the danger to civilians in Gaza for taking the step. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what he's done to the Jews in Judea and Samaria? He put out an executive order. This guy rules not just nationally by executive order, but internationally. And I don't hear any concern about that on the Marxist pro-Hamas media. No, 
it's perfectly fine. And I don't know where the hell Congress is. Sitting on their asses, I guess. So he issues an executive order. Now this executive order can be found online. It is so broad. The language is so imprecise. That if you're Jewish and you're living in Israel, where they don't have a First Amendment per se, especially if you're living in Judea and Samaria, you know, the West Bank and you're a settler in your own land. Yeah, one of those. And you voice opposition to a two-state solution, you could be financially targeted by the United States government. You could be prevented from traveling to the United States. And now, of course... Our Department of Insanity, a.k.a. the State of Confusion, the State Department, they've gotten Britain involved, they got France involved, they're getting the European Union involved, all targeting these Jews. And so they sent out their senior staff to Dearbornistan and other places. See, see what we're doing? See what we're doing to the Israeli Jews? Come on, we need your vote. Come on, imams, we need river to the sea. Come on, cut it out. You may believe it, just stop saying it. So we have uh, this piece, Biden administration investigating potential Israel war crimes from the Jerusalem Post, despite including assessing, uh, 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 claiming in the past that they wouldn't do that. Israeli war crimes? The Biden administration may have been investigating Israel's conduct in the ongoing war for potential war crimes, despite publicly claiming the opposite. The Huffington Post reported on Tuesday, now Huffington Post is one of these Marxist rag websites, and yet even they're going, uh-oh, what the hell is this? Whatever happened to her anyway, Huffington, Mr. Producer? Recent reports from the Huffington, maybe she's not with us anymore, I have no idea. Recent reports from the Huffington Post indicate that while White House spokesperson John Kirby publicly denied formal assessments of Israel's actions in Gaza, internal sources who spoke to the outlets said they are. Now, John Kirby was praised even by my buddies on our favorite cable network. It's a class act. You know, he's, he's got gravitas. He's got a th- the guy is a serial liar. He was a serial liar. How do we forget about Afghanistan? The guy doesn't have any class. The guy's completely classless. He's a great propagandist. That's not good. That's bad for a free country. The other dimwit, you can tell she's a dimwit. She's not a good propagandist. The other one is a superb propagandist. Any totalitarian regime would want their John Kirby. Excuse me. Admiral John Kirby. Mm-hmm. So recent reports from the Huffington Post indicate that while White House spokes idiot John Kirby class act publicly denied formal assessments of Israel's actions in God's internal sources who spoke to the outlet suggest otherwise. In fact, they say uh, those who are familiar with the matter, the State Department has been conducting inquiries into potential violations of international law by Israel, particularly regarding the operation in Gaza for weeks. The investigations have been reportedly, excuse me, for months, going on for months. Hello, months. So right at the beginning of the war, 
with the State Department scrutinizing Israeli actions through various channels, including assessing potential human rights abuses that may contravene both U.S. and international. It's amazing. Turkey's an ally. They're slaughtering people, committing acts of genocide. No report from them. Why? Our new friends, the moderate, peace-loving Arab inbreds, dictators, monarchs, what do they think they're doing? And they're doing it all the time. But we turn the other cheek. What? We turn the other cheek. It's right there in the box. Turn the other cheek. The Defense Department has also reportedly been involved in assessing Israeli conduct in Gaza since at least November, examining whether any apparent violation is international law. We now have all of government, the State Department, the Defense Department, the CIA, National Security Council, the White House itself, looking as they did with Trump. Come on, don't we even found one, the Ku Klux Klan Act. Let's use that one. Looking for anything to pin on Israel, completely undermining the ability of this little country to build support outside its borders, turning the entire world against them in Europe, in the third world, Arab countries that where they have peace agreements with. Biden is flamethrowing them. Why? Because Netanyahu is the only man who will stand up to them. And they want his government to collapse. And they want the government to collapse because they want Lapid or Bennett or Gantz or one of these. One of these pretenders. So they can tell them what to do as puppets of the Biden regime. Give up your country. Give up your security. And they're targeting people in Israel with executive orders. Who does that, Mr. Purdue? Seriously. Where does his power come from? These are the Obamaites. And I'll repeat what I said yesterday. I used to think Obama was the biggest anti-Semite to ever be president. You know, Franklin Roosevelt, things he said about Jews, he wrote about Jews, all these lies, in some cases, by Jewish historians to cover his ass. His anti-Semitic State Department and what they did, the people trying to escape, real asylum and so forth. His favorite newspaper, how it covered up the... Then you have Obama, whose hate for Israel... He couldn't even hide. Meet with the Muslim Brotherhood. He would meet with CARE. He would blow off the elected prime minister again. They hate Netanyahu. Oh, he's still around? Somebody vote for him? Yes, as a matter of fact. Oh. But Biden's the worst. He's the biggest anti-Semite to ever be president. And he's the worst for this reason. He pretended to support that country. He went over there, pretended to support those people. But Menachem Begum had him pegged decades ago. He can't hide it forever. He can't hide his racism forever. And he can't hide his anti-Semitism forever. This guy is a throwback. He's a throwback to the worst elements of the Democrat Party. That's what he is. He's a throwback. And unfortunately, too many people in this country, whether it be black or Jewish or Hispanic... Or lily-white liberals. For them, being a Democrat is more important than their faith, than their values, than the country. 
And that's why we're here. I'll be back. Mark Levin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's a report out on Subtrack. By Michael Schlellenberg. Is that the gentleman's name, Mr. Producer? Schellenberger. I was close. And uh, who's been an excellent reporter, independent reporter. Did we try to get him on the show? He never contacted us. Oh, well, another one down and out. But that's okay. Uh, we couldn't get behind the firewall. We're not supposed to. But there is enough information in front of it, uh, which is very, very important about the real truth. Well, there's only one truth, but the truth about this Russia collusion issue and where it actually started. And I want to get into this, but you know where it started? What does it say, Mr. Producer? American intelligence agencies, like the CIA. This is important. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I'm sorry, folks. I cannot stand this pro-Putin crap. So now information's leaking out because it's classified. The Republicans want it all to be out. It is a game changer if the Russians put nukes in space. You know, there's certain agreements 
that aren't necessarily in writing. You just don't go there. And so the fact that information's been coming out piece by piece, some of it accurate, some not, and that's the nature of leaks on a major issue like this, is one of the reasons these Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee wanted to be public. But the conspiracy stuff is really pathetic. And it's only for Putin. What is this allegiance, this affinity for Putin? Can somebody please explain it to me? Put Ukraine aside. Put it all aside. The guy's a monster. He was a KGB agent in East Germany. One of the most vile countries to ever exist under the iron fist of the Soviets forever. That's where he that's where he worked. He becomes the head of Russia because he sees an opportunity threatens to prosecute or to take out the head of Russia, Yeltsin. Uh, Yeltsin makes a deal with him that he'll leave Yeltsin alone and his family alone, and he takes over the country. And he assassinates anybody who disagrees with him. They all seem to fall out of the 23rd floor of some building. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? They have self-inflicted shotgun wounds to the backs of their heads. They're drowning in swimming pools. You've never seen anything like this. But you know, Moscow's better than most of our cities. And so all the conspiracy nuts take to the airwaves, and it's, this is being done to what? Of course we don't know what's going on yet, because it hasn't been declassified. That's why it needs to be declassified. So I think we should all be supporting the declassification of the information. In fact, more should be declassified. Our relationship with Iran, that should all be declassified. Our relationship with Xi, that ought to be declassified. We have a Manchurian president in the Oval Office who's giving aid and comfort to our enemies. Iran, Hezbollah, the Houthis, Hamas, the PLO, and China. Guys on TikTok. Purposely. wanted to point that out to you. So there's a piece that came out today, and I'll find it, even though my computer's not working. I have my handy-dandy iPhone, which half the time isn't working either. But here it is. It's a very important piece by Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, who we have had on, good guy, and Alex Gutentag. The United States Intelligence Committee targeted 26 Trump advisors for foreign spy agencies to reverse target and bump. Last year, Dorm, special prosecutor for the Department of Justice, concluded that the FBI should never have opened its investigation of alleged collusion by then presidential candidate Donald Trump in Russia in late July 2016. Now, multiple credible sources tell public and racket that the United States intel community, known as IC, including the CIA, illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 2016. The new information fills many gaps in our understanding of the Russia collusion hoax and is supported by testimony already in the public record. So the CIA and the other intel operations, as well as overseas, 
were working with the Obama administration to take out Trump even before he was an announced candidate. In truth, the USIC asked the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, that's our allies, to surveil Trump's associates and share the intel they acquired with U.S. agencies, say sources close to a House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. The Five Eyes nations are the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. You know, a few years back, I said, geez, if I have to escape somewhere with the family, I think we'll go to New Zealand. Now, now people want to escape New Zealand. After public and racket have been told that Obama CIA director John Brennan had identified 26 Trump associates for the Five Eyes to target. A source confirmed that the intelligence community had identified them as people to bump or make contact with or manipulate. They were targets of our own intelligence community and law enforcement, targets for collection and misinformation. Unknown details about the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign and raw intelligence related to the IC surveillance of the Trump campaign are in a 10-inch binder that Trump ordered to be declassified at the very end of his term. If the top-secret documents exist proving these charges, they are potential proof that multiple U.S. intelligence officials broke laws against spying and election interference, and it goes on. So I want to give you a little treat. We'll start this segment, and then we'll have to do it after the bottom. Is that correct, Mr. Producer? All right, I want you to remember what was said here on March 5th, 2017. Just a little old Mark pulling together newspaper articles and other public reports. And I stated something, and the reign of hell that came upon me was unbelievable. Cut 17, go. On your Thursday evening radio broadcast, you laid out a devastating case about executive overreach of the Obama administration, which many believe metamorphosized itself to tweets that President Trump sent out on Saturday morning, accusing potential wiretapping in Trump Tower. Uh, we want to give you a case here this morning to lay out what you know, what you know about it, and the evidence you have for the potential executive overreach of the Obama administration. Now, let's be clear. Others have said, you know, we had a group, they did a great job, and they did. And others have said, well, we'd... this story was broken broken on the Thursday before this interview by Peter Hexeth, by me. I didn't have a group of reporters. I didn't have this. I, I just looked at the leaks and started to put them together. Go ahead. Pleasure to be here. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is about the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates. And I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Shouldn't, I, shouldn't I get something like a Pulitzer Prize for this, Mr. Producer? Some kind of media prize? Go ahead. Sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. This is spying uh, in October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Now, don't you on. think, America, when I talked about this on radio and then on Hegseth's show and other shows, that these intel people said, Oh, my God, he's figuring us out. I didn't have all the facts, obviously. Pretty damn close. Go ahead. Is it me 
They say the first FISA request, sources say name Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping. Well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit 2, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is. Uh, Quote, the Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party. Doesn't that sound similar to what's going on now? Obviously, in a different context. Same thing. Trying to take Trump out. Go ahead. To some extent, the FISA court turned down the application asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit three, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agencies. Headline, FBI, five other agencies. Five other Obama administration agencies pro possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. Stop. The FBI was man. I listen to this. Were were we on top of this, Rich, or what? Go ahead. Law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided presidential-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's financial crimes. Grand slam, grand slam, the intelligence agencies. No one would believe me. Go ahead. Representatives of the director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know it was Mark, going on in six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on, hold on. And it turns on. out Barack Obama did know. As I knew he did. He had to. And so did Biden. Go ahead. I'm not done. I need to make the case. Because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet. Intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive, uh, conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times. Another right wing outlet. Another right wing outlet. Let's continue. (laughs) New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. 
in the Obama administration's last days, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions. Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador. And so how do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials mm -hmm. and Russia. Listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. Man, this oh, has been man going on for a year. I'm telling you, this is coming out now. You heard it in March 2017. And I want to thank the three reporters who are writing about this now uh, for a hat tip, which, of course, doesn't exist. Let's continue. Go. As you do on your yeah. radio program, you lay out a devastating case based on public documents, as you point out, and not right-wing uh, sources, but mainstream left-stream sources. How confident are you that this new this investigation, which was on Russian so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach? How confident Look, are you they clear. will find something there? I don't know, but let me, they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months. They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a oh horrible meeting that took place between Sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States, in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you apart, apart from one or two articles. You know how I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If your attorney general and your FBI is going to the FISA court yep. to get a warrant to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign. How much you want to bet the president of the United States knew that? I don't want Read to bet his you opinion. on that. Well, it goes on, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? So people are now reporting the breaking news. It's not breaking. It's just coming out again. The fact of the matter is Trump was spied on. These other people were spied on, just as I said. Our intelligence agencies are completely out of control. Domestic spying is a federal crime. There's no question about it. And um, you heard it here first. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, I did that interview. Was that Fox and Friends Sunday, Mr. Producer? Sunday the 5th, 
I did it March, that's March 5th. On March 2nd, I did it on radio. And I think on March 6th, I did it on Hannity, correct? And we pushed the story out. So what I'm going to do is, Mr. Producer, will you put out on our social platforms, please, uh, the date where this story was initially broken and that uh, we're glad to see, or I'm, I'm very pleased that additional information uh, seven years later is beginning to come out to basically to confirm the basic facts and expand upon them. Would you do that for me? I want you folks to have that just so you have it. Feel free to circulate it or do whatever you wish with it because this has been going on a long time. It's been going on a long time. In fact, what we used to do, and I'm not going to bother you with it, is play, because we left, a montage of the people who attacked me for bringing it up. You remember that? All right, we'll be right back. Still, t- Oh, my God, we only have 30 minutes left. We have no, no more news for some reason out of Kansas City. I don't know why we don't have names yet. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. This is why I'm so honored to have you in the audience. If I can speak to you directly, if not radio, podcast, if not podcast, Blaze, if not Blaze, Fox, not Fox, books, a thousand different ways. Because when you communicate with the ruling class, and that would include people who are in the media and so forth, they're either not listening, it goes over their head, or they hate you, or they're jealous, or they want to destroy you, or whatever it is. You folks are regular red-blooded Americans. You want to know what the hell's going on. So do I. And so when I hear spinning for Putin... Oh, well, what's going on here? They just want aid for Ukraine. It's nothing to do with aid for Ukraine. If the jackass is putting nukes, or wants to, up in space, well, he hasn't done it yet. Good. I want to know before he does it. I mean, what is this? What's his love affair with Putin? He's a mass murderer. He's a genocidal monster. He hates you. He's got nukes aimed at your house. Seriously? Getting ugly out there. Look at Biden. Biden's turned out to be the biggest anti-Semite ever to be in the Oval Office. Blinken. And there have been many anti-Semites at the Department of State. He's the biggest anti-Semite. Mark, he's Jewish. He can't be. I told you this before. Jewish in ethnicity, not in faith. It's a totally different thing. That's the Levin theory, and it's correct. And so you have self-haters like that. You have them all the time in different faiths and so forth. People who are Catholic who actually hate their faith and still pretend to be Catholic. And other faiths as well. In the Muslim faith, people who pretend to be Muslims who are slaughtering Muslims or pretend to be faithful Muslims, slaughtering Muslims. And so they're everywhere. And same with my faith. But regardless, I'll call Biden exactly what he is. He issues executive orders aimed only, 
only at the Jews who live in Judea and Samaria because he wants Judea and Samaria to be handed over to the terrorists who claim ownership to it, who changed their name from Arab to Palestinian, who claim land that was never theirs. Why do you think Biden brought in his puppet, the King of Jordan? Why do you think the media don't tell you about the king and his daddy and what they did on Black September 1970? I had to tell you that. It's a completely made-up country. It's a completely made-up monarchy put there by the British. 70-some years ago. Now, the Jews have been there almost 5,000 years. I'm sorry. That's Palestinian. And we'll bring in the king of Jordan to prove it. Then you go to Sisi. That would be the president, not of Mexico, but of Egypt. He's a military dictator. He killed his way to the top. I get it. That's the way it works. What was there before the Muslim Brotherhood was, was horrific. So we now turn to him. How can we fix this? Can you help us? Sure. Sure, we can do that. So Biden brings these reprobates in. He arms and funds Iran. He arms and funds directly Iran, indirectly Hamas, directly the PLO, indirectly Hezbollah and the Houthis, sends our warships there with our troops, with our sailors, to do what? To catch drones? I don't get it. Like butterflies? And there's Israel, three months into this war, they literally are on the precipice in the next month or two of defeating Hamas. They are surrounding, they are hunting down the leaders who keep saying, we're going to keep doing this, keep doing this, and and unleash the horrendous murder against those Jews on October 7th. We have your back, says Biden. But he has a knife to stick in your back. And he's issuing executive orders aimed only at Israelis. And Israelis in Judea and Samaria. How do you issue international executive orders? He's targeting them. He wants you to hate them. He wants you to. Th- he wants to create a a uh, a characterization of them, which is false, because he wants to take that land and give it to the terrorists. There's not a single Palestinian leader in the Middle East who's not a terrorist. You got that? Not one. If there was one, why don't they meet with him? Why don't they meet with him? Why doesn't Jake Tapper go over there and and celebrate him rather than celebrate Hamas? Who is he? Who is he? Which one? Well-kept secret, don't you think? But what do you expect? The guy won't even secure our own border. The guy's cutting 18% of the new F-35s. The, uh, I call them the, the invisible jet fighters. Until, of course, uh, the Cummins Chinese steal it. Uh, then they won't be invisible anymore. They won't be stealth. And then we get people, uh, folks... You're conservatives, most of you, not all. Republicans, most of you, not all. But you're red-blooded, patriotic Americans. Red-blooded, patriotic Americans do not cheerlead Vladimir Putin. 
You think he wants to put nukes in the sky to threaten Ukraine? No. To threaten Germany? No. Germany is on its back all the time. Well, who's he trying to threaten? Us. Us. With a bonehead in the White House, he sees his opportunity now. That's why. Do we not even believe in our own self-defense anymore? Iran's going to get a nuke. Paid for by you, the American taxpayer. Through the Biden administration. Don't we care about that? Don't we care about rogue third world countries like Iran, Islamo-Nazi regimes who keep threatening us, getting nukes? You know, that used to be something we were concerned about. No, it's Israel. They got to have a ceasefire. They're the bastards who blow up everything. No, Biden is. Well, we're supposed to change our foreign policy to accommodate Islamists who want to slaughter Jews. What's that all about? Because Biden's now behind in Michigan. And so we ought to do all this so Biden can become president again? Really? Seriously? There's a reason also why blacks and other minorities in the inner cities have had it. Because they're being flooded with illegal aliens, foreigners from other countries, who are actually getting more support from state, local, and federal governments. More support... Is that not unbelievable? The legal aliens are getting more support than American citizens. American citizens. Here, here's a credit card. What about me? Good question. I don't know. We don't have enough funds for schools. We don't have enough funds for cops. Illegal aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll build tents. They'll get three squares. We'll put them at the Roosevelt Hotel. Are you comfortable? Five hundred dollars a night? No, I don't like this food. Okay, here's a food card just for you. They're here illegally. Kick their ass out. Well, it's frustrating. Excuse me, it's Valentine's. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Remember the Valentine Day massacre? Did you ever hear that one? <laughs> it's a little mob joke, you know. All right. I'll be right back. Mark in. You know, there's a great piece here writ- written here, a great piece. I think it's a little too long to get into right now, so I'll save it for tomorrow. By John Nolte over at Breitbart. And whether you're Jewish or not, Here's the thing. He writes, and I don't think Nolte is, unless he's originally a Nolteberg, Mr. Producer, you think that's possible? Biden desperate to appease Michigan Arabs who hate Israel. And that's what's going on. There's a handful of us that will call this out and call it what it is. Biden will embrace the imams who are supporting Hamas, not all of them, most of them, in Debornistan. In Debornistan. He's supporting elements within that community that are Jew-hating, anti-Semitic, Israel-hating, which is why he's doing these executive orders, which is why he and his Secretary of State and the others are making these public comments, which is why they're demanding that Israel surrender like we did in Afghanistan. 
Except Netanyahu is not going to do it. You know, the more they attack Netanyahu, the more popular he's getting, the more they attack his government, the more that country is united. Domestic support for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is on the rise. This is a piece from Joshua Klein at Breitbart. Breitbart has been fantastic. Right Scoop has been fantastic. By the way, Drudge Report is a real slimeball operation now. And of course, Drudge runs it. He just has switched sides. He's gone to the dark side. It's a sleazy site. Uh, The headlines are just as sleazy as they've always been, but this is a guy who used to be friends with my buddy Rush Limbaugh. This is a guy that early on backed Trump when I was back in Cruz. As a matter of fact, that's how far back that goes. Uh, but he's all he's all in with the uh, with the Marxist Islamist side now. I don't encourage you to go there, but I do from time to time post and say Drudge hates America. I believe he does. To run a site like that, that used to be very patriotic and red-blooded for constitutionalism and but I'm the only one that will take him on. oh my god somebody told me Mr. he removed my name and link from his page apparently this happened a long time ago did you know this you didn't know either now what now what will I do I'll be completely destroyed <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to point that out, but Nolte has a great piece here. Well, let me just do a, a couple of sentences while I have time. His fraudulency, that's a pretty damn good. Joe Biden is losing a crucial part of the Arab vote in Michigan. If Biden loses Michigan, he will almost certainly lose re-election. Since October 7, many Arab Americans in Michigan have become increasingly furious with Mr. Biden over his support for Israel. And have vowed not to vote for him again, reports the National. The situation could prove consequential for Mr. Biden. Of course, it's all about Mr. Biden. That's all that matters. It goes on to report that Biden is so concerned about losing Dearborn's Arab vote that he sent senior administration officials there. But I need to delve into this more thoroughly with you because Nolte does a fantastic job. We've got so much to get to. I didn't even get to it. We have no update. Nothing from Kansas City. I don't get it. If we did, I would have told you. We'll be here tomorrow. I hope you'll join us. God bless each and every one of you and all our heroes. Take care.